Hello and welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Anthony Mako. And I'm Brandon Sharp. And on this episode of Good Show, we're throwing it back to 2009 when a younger Mike Schur trampolined off his time at the office with Greg Daniels so they could co-create a sort of local political satire mockumentary. The show stars Amy Poehler, the overly passionate assistant director of the Pawnee Parks Department, who works for the infamous Ron Swanson, who is the department's underly passionate director, who is also a libertarian who hates the government. <laughs> Hi, Jinks and Sue. You've probably watched it. If you haven't, it should definitely be what you're watching next. In fact, perhaps the only way it shouldn't be what you're watching next is if you just d- got done rewatching it. Full disclosure. When we first announced Good Show, we made a joke about how people needed to watch something besides The Office over and over again. Here's the thing. In my personal opinion, the reason I wanted to talk about this show on Good Show is because I think Parks and Rec should be what The Office is to many people. I just think it's better, and I think this is going to make for a very good episode. So, Brandon, let's talk about Parks and Rec. Oh, this is usually where I say something. Yeah, you, yeah. you say, okay. All right. All right, I'm going to save your reaction to my... I I was trying to bait you, dude. I was trying to bait you with my overly passionate rant about Parks and Rec against the office. I'm not taking the bait. I'm going to let this one trickle out slowly. We'll talk about it in a minute. Okay, so Parks and Rec. Do you remember what grabbed you first about Parks and Rec? Yeah, nothing. Nothing grabbed me about it. This is exactly the type of thing I I avoid passionately. Mm -hmm. Whenever I see a new sitcom coming out i avoid it not because i don't think it's going to be funny just because i i feel like if i'm watching this then i'm missing out on a show with like a twisty plot or something that i i don't know i just like sinking my teeth into a little more meat that yeah that's, some, it's a taste with, thing you know sure with yeah yeah no i get that i understand that i think probably i tend to be the same and i don't think i was terribly cutting edge on yeah. on parks and rec I mean, it took me a while because also like i said i wasn't an obsessive office fan either right. and so i think they probably used the lead-in of the office to to pull a lot of people right. to parks and rec and i wasn't i didn't care i was so, super late on the office i love the office okay super yeah. late on that though parks and rec came out similar times as community right um yep. i remember just being like modern family to death with you just the mockumentary was it was wearing on me a little bit at that point yeah. And anyway, so I saw these, I think these guys came out similar times and I, I remember making like a conscious decision to, to just avoid it. So, yeah, I could see that. And I didn't watch it for a little bit either, but what is the main draw of the show? So, like now that I've watched it? Sure. Yeah. I suppose you, it brought you in, even though you've kind uh, of, so this is going to be good. And I'm, I won't do this the whole time, but I want to answer your question. Honestly, I never want to watch this show. I never want to. Interesting. Yeah, ever. When I'm watching it, I think it's so funny. I die with laughter. Yeah. I never want to watch it though, ever. Interesting. And it's hard for me to binge. Like I'll sit, I'll be sitting there just, you know, doubled over in laughter. But then I'm like, I've had enough of that. (laughs) Honestly, like I will, I'll be like, that's, yep, I'm good. So like I love cherry picking episodes of this or I love watching uh clips that pop up any recommendation hey have you seen this episode i'll go watch that but i cannot i cannot power through just season after season of this interesting okay i mean i think like, this I, is a i think this is a great show 
I love it. But take all of that other stuff I said into consideration. It's just sure. It's, it's me. It's my, it's a personal thing. I mean, I honestly sort of can resonate with some of what you're saying. I could see. I mean, I could see how you feel that way. And I. I mean, I've probably only watched the show maybe three times through, okay. like like a second rewatch, maybe, but not like over and over and over again. Like some people watch The Office or something like that. But I just think a lot of the jokes in this show are so brilliant mm-hmm. and so deep. I'm just in awe of some of the genius of some of the jokes in this show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really funny. It's really yeah. funny. But the depth of them, I don't know why this always comes up as an example for me, but like later in the later in the show, Ben and Leslie are, I, by the way, I'm not going to be terribly nervous about spoilers. No, of, like, absolutely yeah. not. Um, but Ben and Leslie are on vacation. Domain for sure. Yeah. But they're on vacation in Paris and Ben is staring off at this bridge and she says something to him about, don't you want to see the the Eiffel Tower is like the opposite direction. She's like, don't you want to see this? And he's like, but this is the bridge from inception. (laughs) (laughs) And he just keeps talking about how it's the bridge from inception. So it's just like, it's like a brilliant joke. He's got some really good nerdy moments, nerdy scenes, episodes. I I love the, the nerd aspect of Ben Wyatt. It also, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me that my youngest brother is Ben Wyatt. Exactly. Mm. Like he's very, very much Ben Wyatt. So I, there's a little personal like relation to that, but can we pull apart what you're saying here about like, so am I putting a damper on things? No, 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 no. I'm very interested in, I'm very interested in to unpack it with you. Yeah. Let's talk about it. It's, it's sort of like the normal way we'd ask this question is what keeps you engaged in the show. But the way I I sort of want to look at what you're saying is basically like, you think it's hilarious, but don't Mm -hmm. really like it that much or something like that, which is not bothersome to me. I just find that cute curious what is it that doesn't keep you coming back i think it's a lot of the same like i i'm not ever uh-huh. curious about what the show's going to do next which yeah. is something that keeps me coming back to shows yep i don't know i i'm never in i have a couple of friends who would be like so you don't like to laugh you know like that would literally <laughs> sure, be their, yeah, their yeah. the question they would ask me right sure now. yeah i do i do love to laugh i i i think i have a great sense of humor you know but yeah for some reason, sitcoms, I, I think of a show like Ted Lasso, you know, that has uh-huh. the story to keep yep. me hooked. But did that exist at this time? Did a Ted Lasso type show exist at this time? Well, I think we've, I think we've said a few times that Ted Lasso's pretty uh, unique, you know, yeah. pretty, is pretty unique crossing the line there with the word unique. Is that a little too much extra? Well, I think I'm okay there? with it. I think I'm okay with it. I think we've said a couple of times that Ted Lasso is unique. It's a, it's very, it's because it's, I know it's, you can say quite unique. It's, it defaults as a comedy, but it has the, the, the heartfelt moments. Yeah. Speaking of that, some of my favorite stuff is like Leslie's relationship with Ron. Some of the, yeah. spe- like she sends him on that, uh, the Lagavulin um, yeah. trip yep. and some of that cool. I was like, man, that's so good. That's the kind of stuff that yeah. I want to see every time. But, I don't watch this show for the heartfelt moments. I think the the yeah. funny stuff is the best stuff, but I don't know. It's just not something that is going to keep me hitting play, 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 yes. play. Sort of like you wouldn't watch a watch stand up com- comedy all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like it's it's useful to laugh, and then it's like, well, it's not terribly deep, so I'm not going to just sit here and watch it over and over again. And I here's how I really connect with what you're saying. I I do sort of feel that way about Modern Family. I do mm-hmm. sort of feel that way about The Office. And for some reason, for me, this show just does it a little bit better than those other ones. Now The so, Office hooked me hard. It's so I, interesting. I blasted through it. 
I okay, we're going to get stop. there. We're, yeah, we're going to yeah, get to yeah. it like a compare and contrast. But okay, so yeah, for me, it was the hype of pe- you know people just constantly talking about Parks and Rec and over and over again. And finally, it's one of those things where like you can tell you're missing out on the joke. Yes. And, and you hear like a quote and you, you recognize, oh, that's actually pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And how much funnier would it be if I stopped hearing these things in quotations oh, yeah. and actually caught them in context? It would be much more enjoyable than, because this is funny even just hearing somebody else say it. So, yeah. uh, so it was very much one of those for me. So finally I started checking it out, but I will say it's well known that season one is not great. And it took it a yeah, while. It's, hor- to f- it's horrendous. Yeah. It's it's, it took it a while to find its stride. And I've heard them sort of talk about the character development. What makes this show pop in all of a sudden and, and become good? Because, yeah, so even though, I mean, it's I'm like rethinking my context of all these questions. If you like don't love the show. No, no, no. Come come at me with the normal stuff. Like I can yeah, still yeah. be a part of the process here. Sure. But I, so it, it becomes, it is bad and then becomes good. And what pops and I into can, place. And I can recognize that I was popping around in season three and four a little bit. I was like, this show is firing on all yes. cylinders right now. Yeah. The introduction of Ben Wyatt, the introduction of Chris Traeger, getting rid of Mark Brandanowitz, like just like <laughs> a lot of things were like, man, this works. And I think we'll, I think we'll get into this a little more with characters. Yes. Uh, but I feel like the show took a long time to figure out not just what it wanted to be, but what they wanted the characters to be like, which is rough. I mean, that's rough. It, and I think it has a lot to do with coming after a piece of solid gold like The Office. I think it has a lot to do with that. Sure. You want me to yeah. expound or you want me to save that? We, we, no, no, no. I get what you're saying. I do think like it tried too hard to mimic the office immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And then found its own identity. It's like, and, like we know we have the, the pieces on the board. We know we have all the pieces here. How do we want to arrange them to make it not exactly like the office, but have that same great factor that the office had create the brilliance, but not recreate the show. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, but they and at first they started to sort of try and recreate mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. Yeah, I actually yeah. did read an interesting perspective about basically like it wasn't a perspective; it was basically them admitting that um, at first the feedback they got from from Leslie, who played by Amy Poehler in the first place, was that Leslie was far too ditzy in the first mm-hmm. season, and you can you definitely see that turn eventually. Stereotypically, you would want the the blonde to be ditzy, you know, whatever, you know, like stereotypically in the past in TV, sure. and it's, it's encouraging that people wanted more from her. And, yeah. and so that they were able to, I guess I'm, I'm thinking of all these conversations where you would talk about like, well, we have to have write the person this way. Cause this is what people want. And they almost had like the opposite problem, which is great. They tried to give people what they thought they might want in the first place. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, we want more depth. So that's kind of fun that that was the case. Interesting connection for us, by the way, this, this episode is going to be a little bit weird because this is an older show we don't feel like we need to hold too much from you and i think we're talking a little bit about a show that a lot of people have seen Mm -hmm. um but also our format's going to be a a little bit different we're going to fit some of our normal stuff in this first little section here um but i very much feel like this this show is about its characters like it's the biggest part of this show and so our whole second section will be characters we're just going to dig way deep into that so well you know what let me ask you this then to kind of stick with our normal order what kind of show is this just to ask our normal question 
Yeah, this is this is as network sitcom as you can get. And if we want to slide into like the, you know, our our rating system, this is the this is a network sitcom. I mean, it fits squarely into that category, you know, like we were saying Ted Lasso bleeds over into other stuff, you know, some of these other shows are like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. This yeah. is like the archetype of a of a network sitcom for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's worth mentioning it for us that the creators have admitted how big the influence of the West Wing was on their Ooh. creation of Parks and Rec. Did you know this, by the way? The only reason I knew there was some connection was Bradley Whitford makes an appearance and there was sure. like some, the, the napkin and some extra like West Wingy stuff hanging yeah. around. Anyway, so I just, I, I figured there was something. I don't think I knew maybe the creators loved the West Wing. No, no, they literally, well, that's funny that I said that. I didn't even. Literally? Didn't even yeah, I, yeah, that's weird. Keep, keep I did up. not mean to do that. Keep that's funny. Up. They literally created this show. West Wing was their jumping off point. They were sitting around like, well, how could we make a West Wing type show? Really? Yes. It, so what this show is was to them. I've heard them. I've heard Mike sure admit this. What this show is the bizarro West Wing. It's not national politics. It's local politics. It's not taking politics seriously. It's joking about politics. They just were like, how do we make our own West Wing? Mm. Literally. That's what they said. Man. I, okay. I mean, that right there makes me want to go back and watch season by season. Sure. And there's also a bunch of West Wing Easter eggs in there, like you mentioned, but there's also like quotes and stuff. And yeah, there's, there's real interesting West Wing stuff in there. I mean, West Wing was so hot at the time when they developed, you know, this show. Very interesting. But like, if you think about it, what's West Wing's strength? It's ensemble cast. What's this show's strength? It's ensemble cast. It's very true. It was very much like they were like, I mean, they, they're comedy writers, so they wanted to write a comedy show, but it was, it, they just were very West Wingy about it. Okay. Love it. Can we do a little compare and contrast office parks and rec? Because I mean, I don't know if I made it plain enough. Basically, why are we comparing the two shows? Well, first of all, yes, they are very similar. Second of all, Greg Daniels created the office. And at a certain point, he brought Mike Schur in to work with him on The Office. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Schur decided to basically jump off. And it it was literally like, a oh my gosh, I'm annoying myself by saying literally. <laughs> Keep it up. Keep it up. Do I say literally this much or Maybe. am I saying it this much because of this show? I couldn't tell you, honestly. I, it's crazy. Feel, You're getting a little hot under the collar. I'm there. getting upset. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I don't even know what I was saying. But so Mike Schur steps out of. The office to create this thing there. It's almost like a plant of the office. It's like, we're going to create another show. And um, Greg Daniels helped us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but this is uh, Mike, Mike Schur's show. Okay. And, and Greg Daniels stick stuck with the office. So basically um, that's the main connection of the office. How is this show similar to the office to you? Mockumentaries, the first, where my mind goes first. Um, but we don't have the sidebar conversations like in the office. Y- uh, yes, you do. Not in the same I, way. I, okay, maybe it's not as often. I'm I'm absolutely thinking of some scenes where they did. Maybe they started to do it and they don't do it. They didn't do it then after that. I don't know. There's definitely. No, I, they definitely sort of do it throughout the show. Yes. Okay. I, I guess I'm just trying to say it, it doesn't feel like as much of a part of the style of the show as it is a part of the style of the office. All right. I just feel like it, it is there. It's for sure there. I'm not crazy, right? I'm not crazy. No, there are. It exists. Yeah. yeah I'm at, honestly a little bit nervous right now. 
Why? I can't remember. It is. It's it's for sure. <laughs> I believe. I, yeah, yeah. I have been want. I I did watch the show. You know, over this over the weekend and last sure. week, and there are mockumentary scenes for sure. I'm thinking uh, specifically yeah, no, I'm not about, talking about the mockumentary scenes. I'm talking about like what are you t- what are you fourth talking about? wall breaking of the fourth wall? Oh, is the, that, I forget that what that's called all the time. So the only the only breaking of the fourth wall that happens in the office is like is just Jim's looking at the camera all the time. Sure. Yeah. So interview, what is that called? What what's that called? Interview. Of the, yeah. the interviews are definitely present in Parks and Rec. I believe you. Maybe you, they're not. Framed I watched as, this like four maybe months Maybe they're ago. not framed as interviews. Like. I think no, you're getting yeah, that's hung what up I'm on confused the, about. I'm, you're getting hung up on like the mockumentary, like well, that's the um, word you used is why I'm getting okay, hung up. But on that's it. just the term for like they're not making a documentary with Parks and Rec like they were in the office, right? Yeah, that's my point. That's how they're different. But the interview style trope is part of the mockumentary. So they break away and somebody's speaking directly. Like when to you're the watching camera. a documentary, it's like stuff happens and then they do interviews about it. Yeah, that's. That's why it's called a mockumentary, not an action, not a documentary. No, I understand that. I understand the wordplay there. All right, okay. Just oh, mock, mock, making sure, mock, making sure we're all on the same page. Anyway, I am specifically referencing the cut to an interview or a a a person explaining a scene that just happened or that's going to happen or that we're in the middle of. That is a big similarity. Sure, the ensemble cast absolutely yeah. is is a big thing and i think like the workplace thing is mm-hmm. it's definitely a big deal because you could it's these people that have to be around each other you know i think that's the that's yeah. the big thing is like they're not it's not a group of friends it's not a sports team you know it's it's literally people who aren't really friends they have to be there they're closed up in this box i think that's that's key also because then you get all the different personalities and i don't know i feel like it brings out exciting scenes and dialogue you know yeah yeah okay how is it different than the office i feel like that slams us squarely into the the character discussion and okay don't go there yet okay okay i think one large difference is something we often talk about which is story because Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of there's not a ton of connective tissue in the office's story there's some, but there's not a ton of through lines. I realize, you know, you may talk about Jim and Pam mm-hmm. and their story. That's a huge one in the office, but that's one of the main ones. Like there's, I mean, there's not much else going on. It's all about coming to work every day and the, the interesting things that happen just on that day. It's almost like procedural, but Parks and Rec has a little more through line on the story throughout the whole it, it doesn't matter if office has none or some. I'm just saying, I think parks and rec has a little yeah, bit yeah, more. Yeah. I, I won't get hung up on that. I think it, I think there's a few things. I think we're quickly dismissing like the Jim and Pam stuff. I think that was huge for people. A lot of people. Oh, it was huge for people. And you know, that was, that was one thing the, the through the through lane there that kept a lot of people coming back. Sure. Of course. But it's only one thing. Sure. And there's the Ben and Leslie story too but then there's also the andy and what's her name story and yeah, there's i the, mean that doesn't have the sam and diane is that am i saying that right is that yeah that doesn't have the same and the sam and diane appeal that jim and pam do will they won't they yeah 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 i'll give you that yeah okay sure i'm give just saying one i'm just saying that's that's the only one i'm just saying i think you're undervaluing that well but the story's not or the show's not called jim and pam 
I think there are certain times when you could have called it Jim and Pam. Yeah, you could. I'll start calling it Jim and Pam right now. You can call it Jim and Pam, and I'll be just as bored as I am when I'm watching the show. I think there's also... No, no. Tuck that back in my pocket. This episode sucks. Do you think so? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell. (laughs) I I feel like I want to unleash, just unleash the... I want to like let's get into it you know the characters yeah i think i'm trying to i'm trying to park too much back in the back into my pocket though. Uh, yeah 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 i understand i've done that a couple times too we were talking about story i for the most part agree a lot of bottle episodes a lot of standalone stuff not as much overarching story in either of the shows like take the example of season one or i mean not even just season one like the whole basically the whole show but also i does the office have a through line like for the whole that they're trying to fill Does that feel like a, it's not terribly meaningful, but a large meaty piece of story. It's I'm just saying it's connective tissue. What's the connective tissue in the office? Gosh, it's been so long since I've seen the office besides like Jim and Pam. I understand. And then there's some stuff with like Dunder Mifflin and then like, yeah, but Jim and Pam, man, I understand. I understand that. That's great. You don't want to talk about Jim and Pam anymore. I mean, we can talk about Jim and Pam, I guess they're, they're certainly not my favorite relationship ever. So mine either. You know, I'll be the first to say that. Um, no, I would say the if the whole is the big thing that like Parks and Rec has over the office as far as like story. And it's not just the whole. The whole is just an example of a through line. There are many through lines. Aziz has several different through lines. And then you even character development is like you learn backstory, I think, better in Parks and Rec than you do in the office. Yeah, I would go there. So, like, I, I would count that in story. Okay, well, let's turn to the big thing that's Parks and Rec, and let's talk about characters. We've saved it because it is it is what this show is. It's all about characters. Mm-hmm. So, let's pick some stuff apart here and just get... But let's, I guess, on, honor the show. Probably the star of the show is Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. And let me posit this to you this way. If I'm being honest with you... In almost everything else, Amy Poehler really annoys me. Yeah. I don't find her that funny, but this is this is perfect for her. And somehow, I mean, not somehow, I mean, it makes sense how they did it, but like this character was crafted around who she is mm-hmm. and they were able to find the things that are sort of annoying about her and turn them into charming, charming things about her. And I just think she's perfect in the, the, the combination of optimistic, bubbly, but also strong like I, it's just, I, it's perfect for her and she's great with Tina Fey. And when she does that sort of stuff, I'm not putting her down. She was great on Saturday night live. I'm not saying like Amy Poehler sucks. I'm just saying like, she's not my style, but right. in this show, she's definitely my style. Do you feel that strongly about it or no? I think she is very good at a couple of things. I think there are times when like the relationship between her and Ben, I just don't love it. My big problem with Amy is they didn't know what they wanted her to be. And so they had a couple of false starts and they, you know, at first it was like, we're going to make her a Michael Scott. You know, he's, he's aloof. Yeah. Basically he doesn't know people are make like, he's not in on the joke. And then, and then all of a sudden Leslie's like this smart, capable person and she's super eccentric. I think that's a great thing. Like the way she's just like, 1000% 1000% for parks and the parks and rec department, like the way she attacks her job. I think that's awesome. Like that's yeah. a lot of the times where the funny stuff comes in. Yes. Yeah. The way she's just like, all right, guys, let's go. You know, I, I've got 
5,000, you know, ideas and that kind of thing. I love that. Yeah. And I, I sort of like on that note, I sort of love how she made it sort of cool to be passionate about your job, Uh even if it seems like a silly job. But when they try to like do a heartfelt scene with her, I'm like, it's a little cringy for me. Like any of the cringy is not, you mean it just doesn't work for you, but it's not cringy. Cringy. I don't know that it does like it. It feels no. Okay. I don't, (laughs) we, I think we define cringy differently. It sounds like, but I'm saying, yeah, but I think generally speaking, cringy means cringy means like, yes, if I, uh, cringy is uh Friday night lights. (laughs) Well, no cringy is, uh, is Michael Scott. Actually. He says some cringy things. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. He's more cringy. So this would be, it just feels odd when I see Uh her trying to be lovey dovey. That to me doesn't work. Sure. That's fine. I, I think the character leslie nope has a lot of great things but she is not a michael scott and i think he is one of the greatest characters in television history and i think that was one of the reasons why comedy television history don't try to box me in i'm you want me to agree with you or not we're gonna i don't need you to agree with me i have to put some caveats on it if you want agreement i (laughs) think i i don't think everyone thinks that i think he is I just think he brought this like electric quality to the office. Sure. He is the office. He is the office. Mm -hmm. And the way I agree with what you're saying is Leslie Nope is not Parks and Rec. She's not even like the most famous person from Parks and Rec. And yeah. And if you want to fan that out, I think Parks and Rec is deep. It is. It has a a deep bench. Deep, deep. Like that's why I like the show better. I mean, like that's the bottom line for sure. You watch, I, I have no problem with almost going where you're going with Michael Scott. The only problem is he carries the show and the star of Parks and Rec doesn't even have to carry the show. Who would, that's kind it? of a big deal. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so too. I think there's too many people winking at the camera. Are not you serious? Li- not literally. The office is literally. Yeah, but it's only, it's only Jim. Only no, person. They all, like Pam does it too. Yeah, in, in like, uh, she's like an overflow of Jim at that point. But Parks and Rec has a lot of straight people. Like, when I, and why I say straight, like, I mean, not like goofy. Yeah, straight man. Yeah, yeah. Ann Perkins, straight man. Now, I would say, I would say Ron Swanson's not necessarily a straight man. He's not. He's like, no. He's a character in his own lane. Yeah. Uh, ben Wyatt's a straight man. I think Leslie Nope becomes a bit of a straight man, too. That's yeah. why I think it, that's yeah. why. It, that's why she irritates me a little bit. Eh, irritates a strong word, but because I I really don't know what she's supposed to be. Is she in on the joke? Is she the one making yeah, okay. the joke? Uh, same with Chris Traeger. He's definitely a goofy dude. You know, definitely very eccentric. Love his character, but then he'll have these like really serious on the level moments and yeah. comments to people. Then I'm like, okay. I think of like a Dwight Schrute. Never normal. Hate him. Worst ne- character in the history of TV. Wow. Maybe that maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I don't like Dwight. If you don't like Dwight, you will not like The Office. Yeah, that's everything you said is true. Oh, you don't like The Office? I don't like Dwight. Oh. I like The Office so you don't okay. Like, you like you don't I like The Office okay. I like The Office okay, but right. I get annoyed with Dwight. All and, right. Okay, look, I mean, I'm going to put this to bed for myself. Okay. You can continue talking about it. But mm-hmm. The different, the massive difference for me in the office between the office and Parks and Rec is the office achieves its humor by putting people down, and Parks and Rec achieves its humor by being inclusionary. So Jerry Jerry Gergich, he's the only one. He is well, the only one. Okay, 
All right. Like everybody on that show is dumb, but they sort of like include each other always in their dumbness in their eccentric. Yeah. And on the office, they literally just have people on there whose purpose it like, I I obviously don't care about in a comedy making fun of people. That's not my point. My point though, is if you put something there just to point at it and make fun of it, that that's feels lazy to me. I will admit it's not my favorite thing that that because even even with Jerry Gurgich, like I I, I laugh. Oh yeah, hard. his stuff's hilarious. Yeah. I laugh pretty hard, but I 100% agree. There's a little more of that going on in the office because I mean you've got you've got Kevin who's slipping on banana. He's a he's yeah. a cartoon character. Yeah, and that's that's a way that the office kind of spiraled. Was some of these people became like cartoon character versions of themselves. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you take like a Nick off or a Ron Swanson versus like a Stanley, both of them are kind of fed up with the office. They're crusty. They're grumpy. Yeah. yeah. But Stanley is like literally one note, a grump. Yeah. Yes. Ron Swanson has this just myriad of other interesting eccentricities and yeah. just wild backstory. And I mean, Ron Swanson's my spirit animal. Okay, I love that a- character. Yeah, let's pull that apart real quick because, like, what it can you put your finger on what it is? Ron Swanson isn't just your spirit animal. Ron Swanson is seems like he's everyone's spirit animal. So, how is that possible that he is at the same time? I don't necessarily disagree. I love him, but also, like, what is it about Ron that everybody loves so much? I mean, I could tell you for me, I I don't know. him, Him and I like a lot of the same things, I feel like. And, um, just but he, the, the funny thing about Ron is he's actually kind of inconsistent. I mean, the most obvious example is he hates government, except he receives a government except, paycheck and he works for yeah, he works <laughs> yeah. for the government. So like, like, but he's, he's full of contradictions. So I uh-huh. think that like, it's, it's funny every time somebody quotes a Ron Swanson quote, as if it's like their political mantra, I'm like, <laughs> you realize he conflicts himself in that regard like always he's always conflicting himself in that regard so i think actually the point of ron is to be an internal conflict sure which and it's hilarious and i love it and and sort of like about like being able to critique something while also buying into it is sort of perfect for television which is like a very libertarian type thing to do it's like super meta i I just want to complain about things yeah I don't actually need it to change. I just want to be able to complain about it. Yeah. To be clear, I'm not changing. Like I agree with you. Like he's probably the best character on the show. He is everyone's spirit animal. I just find it so funny that all the contradictions are there and, and it's just, yeah. I find um, myself like when he says something, I'm like, yes, you know, I don't know. For some reason, I, I just really vibe with his take on things. Oh, sure. Well, that's a little different. Yeah. than why I love him. I love him for his satire and you almost like love him literally. Yeah. I like him for the real person. He should yeah, be. His, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great there. I've done it again. I've gone and done it. I think, I think there, there's one scene. There's one scene when, um, I don't know why this popped in my head, but they're at a grocery store and guy is serving meatless bacon and he just sits mm-hmm. there and goes, can I have another throw, piece? He just keeps throwing. Throw, yeah. I don't know. Some of that stuff. It just, it just kills me, but yeah, I can see why that'd be a little problematic to be taking this character literally oh yeah i mean it's i don't i wouldn't say problematic it doesn't bother me that you would and that's fine i just think it's funny okay to some extent we're just gonna kind of point out some people and talk about them but basically i think this show really demonstrates as much as i almost even hate to admit it demonstrates rob lowe's range Mm -hmm. because you go from i've literally thought of oh my gosh keep saying it, it doesn't matter at this point 
Well, it's an, I'm saying it's annoying myself. I'm not well, doing it on purpose. I have sat around and thought about somehow he went from West Wing yep. playing an incredible character on there to a completely different. It's one of the better transitions in the history of acting. So I saw Rob Lowe's live show. Yeah. Dayton, oh, cool. And, you know, he was bemoaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have left the West Wing. We know. <laughs> and then he was like, but I don't leave the West Wing. No Parks and Rec. Yeah. And I was like, that's exactly right. He did some he did some really great things that we wouldn't have gotten if he hadn't left the West Wing when he did, for sure. Yeah, that was an accident, but him time. leaving. He didn't leave the West Wing for Parks and Rec. No, no. I mean. Sorry, yes. He was just saying, he was just commenting. Mm-hmm. If I had been if I had stayed on the West Wing, yeah. there would have never been the opportunity for me to pursue some of these other things. Yes. Yeah. That yeah, totally makes sense. Chris Trager. It's also fu- it's so funny to me that he's in whatever Lone Star 911 now. But also, he Oof. was in West Wing and Parks and Rec, and he was mm-hmm. incredible in both of them. Two of the biggest shows ever, yeah. Uh, and they're totally different characters. So interesting to me. So that's awesome. Who else stands out to you? Ben Wyatt is is definitely a a centerpiece to some degree. He's I, incredible, yeah. He is like a sophisticated version of Jim, mm-hmm. an upscale version of Jim, because he's got more layers than Jim's like pranks and messy hair. Yeah. And Pam. But like Ben Wyatt has a lot of layers. And I think that is, I think it's just a more, it's like an adult, it's just an adult version of Jim, which I think this, that's one character they nailed. Like just the little under breath comments that are, I don't know. I mean, fantastic character. Yeah. Let's talk about Andy though. Andy Dwyer, because part of me is like, this is a mess, but another part of me is like really funny stuff. Just seeing Chris, big, fluffy, sloppy Chris Pratt. Sure. Just feels, and like, (laughs) the physicality of his humor, I think, is what feels messy. So funny. But it just, like, especially kind of where his character starts, which is wild to think about, actually. And then where he ends up, I don't know. Just the the Andy Dwyer character is just a a hot mess. But, But, I mean, like, I mean, I just got done editing the terminal list. So I can, I it's fresh on my mind, but this is where I wish he would have stayed. Mm. He's so good at this. And then all of a sudden he feels like I could go make military. Like, no, you're Andy Dwyer. Be Andy Dwyer. You're perfect at Andy Dwyer. I'm like, looking what are you at doing? this, uh, this slim and trim version of Chris Pratt in the, I've got the parks and rec cast pulled up and it's uh. his photos, like a very svelte Chris yeah. Pratt. I'm just like, yeah, he is cut. He's, completely different now like he yeah. yeah he's doing the the military stuff and he's doing the superhero stuff Andy i mean star lord's fine like that that's a fine because it has mixture of the two yes yeah. it has that that dry humor also but he's so naturally gifted with his comedic delivery it's just unfortunate that or not unfor- i mean i just wish he you know well he's I think, so good at andy andy dwyer and i think we demonstrated in the terminalist episode that this was a lower this was a lower note for him you know it was yeah he has comedic hits, comedic beats that are just powerful. And um, I don't know. His his character is, is, is really, really great. I actually, Ben Schwartz, John Ralphio. Yeah. Oh, so good. Wow. And his sister. Jenna, Jenny Slate. Yeah. They're, they're both awesome. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really familiar with Ben Schwartz before this. Uh, I don't know if he was doing anything before this, but. I mean, he's mostly doing like theater, improv stuff he was in um house of lies is that what it's called with don Cheadle? 
Yep. He was, he was part of a four person ensemble for that. And it was, yeah. All right. Pretty good. I mean, his character is crazy good. I watched the end of the world episode where they throw that party. Oh yeah. uh, I don't even, I don't even know it. he, He hits, he hits all the, the chords for me. Someone I hate. And I feel like the show kind of hates him too. Mark Brandanowitz. Yeah. And I don't know what was happening. If like it, you know, if it was one of those like um, a Mandy type situation yeah, with the just West Wing, he where it just working. didn't work, get him out of there. You know, if that's what happened, you know, I'm not going to fault him for that. But it was, I don't know, just not a great character. Well, here's what's interesting. I wonder if what happened was he, the way he treated Leslie was he was so over the top mean to Leslie when she was a ditz, and then her character changed. And so the damage had already been done with Mark Brandanowitz, who was trying to sort of like be the patriarch in the office and like all this different stuff. So then in order to empower Leslie, sorry, Mark, you're gone because Mm -hmm. we couldn't have you around treating her like that anymore. We we would remember how you treated her in the first place. I'm curious about that because I don't think the guy that plays Mark Brandanowitz did a bad job necessarily. He's a Sorkin player, right? He was in the newsroom. Yeah, he was. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think he's probably a fine actor. But that character just, it really, he sticks out like a sore thumb. It just feels like he does not belong. Sure. There's something about him that just doesn't, doesn't meld. Let me uh, bounce something off of you. Do it. Feel like there is a lot of, and maybe that's just from my, like looking at this show from where I'm standing now in 2022, seems like there's a lot of A-listers here. Big, yeah. bright, flashy cast. Something about, the office is like understated cast that could help that like chemistry. Maybe you're not the right person to ask. We've already kind of established that the office doesn't work for you as well as it does. But like, I'm trying to think why there there's something about people who are not always like trying to get their face in front of the camera. And, and I know this is a scripted show, but people who are great supporters, you know, and yeah. this feel like it, this feels like it has more leading people, you know? Yeah. Everybody in, everybody in, Parks and Rec is loud. Yeah. Or not everybody, but most, a lot of people are, and there's a lot of quiet people in the office. And I think that would be one thing that I would kind of put in the office, you know, tally sheet is that it feels like it has more supporters who, who don't always need to have the punchline, um, which could like strengthen a scene. Well, it's funny that what I'm thinking right now is like, we've talked about how you made a joke when I brought up, it's always sunny in Philadelphia about how it, somebody has called it something about like them just yelling all the time. And, <laughs> that wasn't me. That was, well, that's a pretty common joke about it. it's all sunny in Philadelphia. And I'm bit, like, I love that about it. And I love like the people in parks and rec, like yelling, trying to get your attention and stuff like that. And I could see how, yeah, I mean, a lot of times the office just feels super slow to me. Mm, interesting. So it's, yeah, it might just, just generally be a style thing. I think it's worth noting though, at this point that I have not seen every single episode of parks and rec. Oh Yeah. I've seen most well, of Well, I don't think you're missing anything. That you're not mi- missing the linchpin or whatever. No, yeah. And I, I feel like I have a good feeling for the show. I've watched- Linchpin you know, isn't a bad thing, is it? Linchpin? No. No. I mean, lynch not. is bad. No, is why, I, yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, no, it's not. No, I feel like I have a good feel for the show or else I wouldn't have <laughs> agreed to this episode probably. So, okay. We can bring this, try and bring this around a little bit. And, and basically, I recommend this show because it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. Mm-hmm. Why would you recommend it? So I am I am someone who just does not enjoy sitcoms that much. I can recognize when I'm watching a great sitcom, 
I can recognize that it's really funny. And I'm I'm going to think it's funny. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it makes me laugh a ton, that alone is like that's a recommendation. Um if you're if you're someone who enjoys a great comedy, you should be watching this show if you haven't already. I always feel like there's something else I should be watching. That's the best way I can put it. If I'm watching Parks and Rec, it feels like I'm just like eating something fluffy. You yeah. know, like I could be getting my meat and potatoes, but I'm I've got this other thing in my way right now. It's a, yeah, that's it's interesting. A, I just like I like throwing those on a lot in the background. I will say it's great like to work with. You know, yeah. if I'm I'm trying to get something done, it's great to have on. It is a yeah, it's a great background show. I think it's hard for me because uh, I'm not wildly familiar with it, so I am yeah. trying to like pay attention a little bit to it. You know, so um, I do get caught up in the story, but yeah, I think it is a great comedy probably one of the best sitcoms to ever be on tv i think even people who love like who are like firmly in the office camp i think office people love parks and rec also yeah i mean you don't have to choose between no absolutely not i think sometimes it feels like you do but you absolutely don't this this is different and it's just as funny All right, Brandon, it's that time of the show. Will you pitch me something that I have not seen? So did you ever like the Silence of the Lamb film series? Did you ever get into those, watch think, any of them? Have you ever seen them? Yeah, I've seen Silence of the Lambs. I think I think I've seen Hannibal. Okay. There was Hannibal Rising and Red Dragon also. but Oh, yeah, no, I haven't seen. I've maybe seen two of those movies, and I don't remember hardly anything about them. Okay. But Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Anyway, the television show Hannibal with Mads Mikkelsen, who is a fantastic Hannibal Lecter. I could closely relate it to kind of the Red Dragon era, which was pre-Agent Starling. Will Graham was, mm-hmm. um, I think Edward Norton played him in Red Dragon. So he, okay. it's, it's kind of more that time frame when Hannibal Lecter hadn't been to prison yet and he was still kind of operating under the radar mysteriously. Huh. It's, re- it's really good. So like, I guess you, in some ways it's like a prequel, like a origin story, Hannibal Lecter television show. It's really good. Mads Mikkelsen is like, got that suave debonair, but also like this guy's some, you know, he's absolutely an evil dude. Like you could tell Hugh Dancy's a really good Will Graham, Julian Anderson, Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne is in that Mm. also Jack Crawford. Um, So it's got some really good characters. It's got some really good story. It is like got a level of like creepy ickiness to it. So I mean, yeah, bound to, I mean, absolutely. Hannibal Lecter was a, cannibal so yeah really good um if you like edgier things i think you would like if you like sounds of the lambs you should definitely check it out it, do you know what it's on right now by any chance i'll have that information by the time you're done presenting your pitch okay my recommendation is called the good place and it's basically obviously it's a good connection to today because mike sure went from parks and rec mm. and created the good place okay that, that was his next show it's very much like parks and rec but also very very different as well if you haven't heard of it i mean i i for some reason i feel like you've heard of it but um the premise of the show is basically you feel that like i have or everyone has i feel like most people have heard of it okay I mean, yeah, yeah yeah, i think so yeah for sure yeah so that's why i don't need to spend a ton of time on the premise except like the premise of the show basically is just exploring themes about afterlife and uh, morality and all this stuff, but it also very much it's very philosophical and it kind of has it's it's funny it's got it's got like a 
couple Kierkegaard jokes in it. So, so like Ooh, Kierkegaard right up my alley. Yeah. But, um, it's very, very funny and similar. It's not like Parks and Rec, but it's, it's funny in the way Parks and Rec is funny and it's got a really good cast. Yeah. I just recommend the good place based on this episode, but I feel like a lot of people have at least heard of it and you should check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. What are you oh. watching lately? The RC Cardin's in uh, the good place. Yeah, from it's just uh, Darcy. Oh, it's just Darcy. Why is there an apostrophe? So she could seem interesting. I heard an interview like with Nicole her Anderson. So that's not to be snooty with you to correct you, but I've I've heard an interview with her with, and the person was like, "Now, how do you pronounce that?" She was like, "Darcy." <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it has something to do with her. Um, uh, what's it called? The uh, when you join the thing when you're an actor. Um, oh, the guild. Yeah, yeah. And you need you need your name to be different than someone yes. else. Yep. So Makes I think sense. there was our, already a Darcy Carden in the guild. So she, it, gotcha. it was some situation like that. But anyway, yeah. Okay. I okay. and stars Kristen Bell too, obviously, and Ted Danson. Ted Danson's awesome in the show. So oh, I love Ted Danson. Okay, so what are you watching lately, Brandon? Well, much to my chagrin, started She-Hulk, and I was... Is that not, like, people aren't into it? Is that... I've, I've seen a well, little bit of... I think probably some people are. It's getting... It's just, like, the latest in this bland showing of Marvel television series released on Disney+, Plus. I feel like. Yeah. I, I know not everyone thinks that, but it's just okay. I think it was... I'm not going <laughs> to put my foot in my mouth for sure tonight but um i think it's just bland it's just okay it was better than i thought it would be i wanted to hate it i wanted mm-hmm. to like foam with the mouth about it but it's it's not it's not foam with the mouth worthy it's just okay i watched andor disney plus also that's a star wars thing. That, is, that is a star wars series i started i'm gonna keep watching it's interesting so far i will i will say they have a tendency to take star wars in directions that i don't feel like it should be going in like oh. the, they they did like the so this is a kind of a prequel to rogue one the movie that came out a handful of years ago and it was, and, and that was a prequel to like the originals, the original, right. <laughs> the, I, w- I will say the Lucas verse is just, it's wild. Like the, the prequel, this and you know, whatever. Anyway, this is kind of before rogue one and I don't know. It's, it's interesting so far. I'll keep watching started reboot. I see that you watched that also. What do you think about that? Yeah. Th- it's got some good jokes. Uh huh. Basically, also, by the way, Reboot is a Hulu show created by Stephen Leviton, who was Modern Family. Yes. It is very Modern Family-esque. It's basically Modern Family if he would have been allowed to cuss on ABC. (laughs) Uh, So there's good and bad about it, in my opinion. I mean, I Uh think I've only seen three episodes. I think there's only four out at this point while I'm saying that. Right. Anyway, I think I've seen three of them. And interesting-ish premise. I mean, I was obviously a sucker for it because Johnny Knoxville's in it, and uh, yeah, Keegan Michael Hees. Yeah, yeah, and I'm usually I'm usually into whatever he's doing. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's got some really good stuff. It's got some funny moments, but it is also very Stephen Leviton, and uh-huh. so it's hard. To- uh, yeah, I I don't think it's great. I mean, again, Parks and Rec's a great comedy. This is just this is just okay. Yes, and I started uh, Dahmer on Netflix and got about 10 minutes in and had to shut it off. It was, (laughs) I might circle back some of the, I do like some of this style of thing. Like I love, is this a doc doc or what? No, no, no. It's scripted. It's, um, they did one with 
uh, Zach Efron and Ted oh, Bundy. Yeah. But this is, yeah, this is, so this is like a, a scripted Oh, this version. is like that, but it's Dahmer. Correct. I like, I think, a little more of the documentary style. Um, and I did like Mind Mind Hunters a lot. This might be a little too real for me. Oh to, wow! Okay, yeah. To get into it, but anyway, yeah, that's cool. me this week. What about you? Okay, so yeah, I've been trying a lot of stuff. I I watched the first two. I think there's four out right now. I watched the first two Rings of Power. Love it. I I do <laughs> love it. It's really really good. It's great. There now the only thing is, well, we're gonna do an episode on it. So. Yes. So I don't probably need to dig into that, but so far, I mean, certainly worth watching. I'm pretty far into Cobra Kai. Uh, I think I have two episodes left in Cobra Kai. Like we've said about it, if you like Cobra Kai, you're going to love this. The only thing is, how far are you in Cobra Kai? I finished it. So, this is the one that I finish in the same day, every single sure. short episodes. Yeah. And yeah, I, I always finish it. The same okay. Day. Something I do find very funny about this season is we've made jokes in the past about how like, okay, so you're telling me yeah. karate is the biggest thing in the Valley. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, like a bunch of white kids from California are competing on the world stage of karate. Yeah. <laughs> like really hanging in there. It no, really just I'm makes sorry. me feel like I don't know about some, you know, like there's this place in the United States yeah. where karate, yeah. I don't just, didn't know that it could exist, but yeah, I yeah. agree. I did check out based on your recommendation. Oh, um, good. All or nothing arsenal. Yeah. Is that what it is? All, yep. all or nothing. All or nothing. I love it, man. So good. Really, right? really good. Yeah. Now you got to check out, man, they've got the man city one. Yeah. They've and got the all the blacks all, one. All blacks is my favorite. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. It's so funny. Prime video. Now that I watched arsenal, it's got all these soccer. Oh, shows. the Hooven two. Uh, there was one on. Yeah. Yeah. There was. Ju- yeah. There is Ju- a bu- Juventus. What am I thinking of? Well, it's J U V E N T U S. So I'm literally pro- just I'm literally just pronouncing it wrong. Yeah, it's pronounced Juventus. It's okay. Hooventude. Hoof- <laughs> <laughs> I need to figure out what the Hooventudes. Hooventude is something though. Okay. Anyway, that yes, absolutely worth watching. Uh, Atlanta is this might be the best season of Atlanta. It is so good. Every- I started it, and I agree. It's it feels like hey we're gonna get back I don't know it the no it's like it's like the everything before, we complained about not it's like everything we complained about is fixed all of a sudden it's yeah yes it's yes. perfect it's so good Wrexham's still awesome mentioned reboot I did it's probably just because we have a TV show podcast I feel like it's worth mentioning I broke down because the Guardians were in the chase. And I broke down and got direct TV stream so that I could watch guardians games. And so I currently have cable and then, and they didn't let me down. They've now clinched at this point. Once this is released playoffs might've even started, but at this point they've clinched and they're headed to the playoffs. Youngest team in baseball. They have 16 rookies on the roster. Uh, Really? Yeah. Youngest team in baseball. That kind of stuff shouldn't be happening. It's, I know it's awesome. Anyway, and then I ended up the last episode. So that's it for my stuff. I ended the last episode and I don't remember exactly what I said because we took a little break, not related to this, but we took a week off and then I ended the last episode and sort of talked about how I had had a rough mental health week and mm-hmm. that was like four days into it uh, and it wasn't really over when we recorded that episode. So I don't even know, like I was probably pretty low energy. Anyway, I'm doing a lot better. And it was sort of just a brief little thing. Brief because I don't want to put it down. Brief because I started working really hard on stuff. Yeah. And 
Uh, so even like, I appreciate you checked in on me a ton and that was awesome. Very helpful. And I'm, I'm just doing a lot better. It was just uh, some, some pretty strong anxiety. What I find funny about that and why I don't mind mentioning it and being like vulnerable about it on a podcast is didn't know the extent of, sorry to bring you into it, but the extent of anything you've gone through in the past. Yeah. Every time I talk about it in front of people, it's almost like more people than not are like, oh yeah, I deal with that. Uh-huh. And I, I'm like walking around the world, like, how did we not know that everybody was dealing with this? Like, well, let's talk about it. I'm, cause I'm very much that kind of person. Yeah. Um, but I like every single conversation where, and like, I can almost tell as the conversation starts now that like, they're asking me all these questions to make, turn me into a mirror because they mm-hmm. want to not, I, I don't want to make that sound gross either, but I basically just mean like, they're so interested in what I'm going through because right. they're eager to hear that somebody else is going through it too. So I just found that very interesting. It's been an interesting chance to talk about it a lot. And just because of, I would say the mindfulness stuff works. Um, and it's, it's really worth digging into and, and being aware of breath and being aware of the present moment really, really helps. And whatever, catastrophizing you may be doing is not reality. We're faced with, like I mentioned, we're faced with all these alternate realities and we're on a, on a podcast about TV shows. We're digging into all these different things. I literally was having a hard time watching TV just because it was like, I couldn't afford the stress that certain things like putting you in a stressful situation, even though it's completely artificial, I'm out of that now. So I'm in, I'm in really good shape, but I I literally was like, I can't watch rings of power right now. I can't handle the stress of it. Uh, and now I've started and it's, it's feeling good. So just a quick update only because I mentioned it on the last one. I don't want to make it about something else than our podcast is, but. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I find um, that kind of vulnerability pretty refreshing. So Yeah, for sure. And I also, I've, I've, it's like, I'm happy to, I'm totally happy to talk about it, especially because every time I do, somebody's like, oh yeah, I've, I've had I will, five I will conversations. From, Sorry. from personal experience, I feel like I didn't want people to know I felt like I was losing my mind, you know? Yeah. You know, there's just something isolating, which made me wonder should I be checking in on you? Like, is it, I like, I, kn- I know from a, like in the grand scheme, like in a, you know, it's helpful if people check, but I wanted to know if you were okay with it also, you know, yeah. like, because a lot of times you're in a place where you're like, you know, leave me alone, which I wouldn't just leave you alone, but I know you have a strong support system and I'm sure you have people oh, yeah. with you and uh, making sure you're okay. So I think it was just like, am I bugging you? You know, you were, yeah, I but know. Also- I mean, you were one of the only people actually checking in on a regular basis besides like Leah, who I live with. So that's right, 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 right. But yeah, you were checking in on a regular basis, but I mean, it always felt very genuine. It, I mean, it was very West wingy. It was very much like, well, I've been down here before. I know the way out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was great. Fortunately, by the time I even told you about it, I was through the, the bad the worst of it. Of it. Yeah. yeah. But it is funny that you bring up like you're worried about telling anyone that I felt the same way for like four days. And then every person I've told has just felt better and better and better and yeah. better. And I mean, you, I felt like I'm, I may not be able to go back to work. Like that's how I felt. Wow. At, yeah. at, at like my worst. So like, I didn't know when it was going to end and I didn't know if I was going to be able to like continue operating. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying and I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that you're doing well. Yeah. So good. side note, there is a uh, soccer team, that is called Hooventude. So I wasn't like way out in, you know, where the atmosphere. It's a Brazilian team. Atmosphere. <laughs> what did I say? Atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> 
tonight, man. You tonight. were out in the atmosphere. I wasn't way out in the atmosphere. <laughs> it's a Brazilian team. Juventude. Juventude. Anyway. So Juventus is. Spell that, that for me. Spell Juventude. J-U. Can you see how I would have gotten confused? Sure. J-U-V-E-N-T-U-D-E. Oh, my gosh. Juventude. Yeah, Juventus is J-U-V-E-N-T-U-S. Pretty close, though. Yeah, it's Italian. Juventude. There we go. That does it for this episode of Good Show. Good Show is created, recorded, edited, and produced by Anthony Mako and Brandon Sharp. Our theme music was written and recorded by me, Anthony, and all our graphics and socials are developed by Brandon. If you've enjoyed your time with us, please make sure to like or follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And if you appreciate our show, please throw us a rating and a review there too. If you'd like to discuss any of our content, you can search The Good Show Facebook group or follow us on Instagram at The Good Show Podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.